our uh, esteemed engineer is sitting quietly in the room because uh, he's he's blessed me with a new computer and he's here to make sure that I don't throw it out the window. And <laughs> and he's from Kansas, and this is particularly Kansas kind of a winter. Uh, mild, you know, and then we get snow. And I lived in Colorado Springs for a while, and it would snow there. You'd get eight, ten inches of snow, and two days later, the temperature would be in the seventies, and it would all melt and go down the gutters and be gone. And uh, I, I get the feeling that that's essentially what's going to happen here. We're we're scheduled for some snow. It might hit in the Bemidji area, and then poof, yeah, it's going to be back in the forties and fifties, and that should pretty much take care of it right one of those weird winters well if you want to find out more about weird winters uh stay tuned we're going to be bringing you our student phenology reports right now funding for student phenology is provided in part by the minnesota environment and natural resources trust fund phenology talkbacks are produced by our coordinator charlie mitchell our first report comes from michelle martin's class at prairie creek community school in northfield minnesota Hi, this is Ann. And this is Arlo. And we're from Prairie Creek Community School, way down south in Northfield, Minnesota. First up, fungus. Finley saw a fresh elf cup when he was on a hike. We all agree that seems really early. We also have the very tips of some of our maple trees flowering. At least we think they're flowering. They are way up and hard to see. Speaking of phenology signs, Figo saw the first kestrel of spring on February 22nd. It was sitting on his bird feeder, waiting. Silas saw a hatch of baby turtles that had all died. It's been warm here, but not warm enough for turtles. Maysoon saw a large flock of chickadees. We've been hearing a ton of woodpeckers. Downy woodpeckers and red-bellied woodpeckers have all been making a lot of hammering noise. We've also seen juncos, cardinals, and blue jays this week. And eagles! Eric saw 15 down by Wabasha, and Silas saw four to five eagles on the ice by his house. Michelle saw two eagles sitting by their nest, and we all saw two eagles soaring together. There was a robin in our crab apple tree. It was eating. Sienna saw a lot of ducks, and Sophia saw two turkeys. Ruby saw a fox wandering around at night. We also saw two possums, one alive and one dead. This has been Prairie Creek Community School. One, one more step along the phenology journey. Thank you very much for that great report, kids. Uh, lots of things that they see. You know, they're Northfield, and that's like probably at least 14 days ahead of us, maybe maybe 18 days. They're quite a ways south of us. And so what they are seeing probably will be here in two and a half weeks, something like that. But uh, Kestrel, uh, woodpeckers are drumming here as well. Uh, eagles, there are eagles. The eagles that uh, frequent my nest are there just about every day, so the eagles are definitely moving the that lower Mississippi area. When I first started doing phenology 40 years ago, there were they, they ran a census of eagles between Minneapolis and Red Wing, 
And in the first year, they they counted 105. And the last year that I have records for their census, they had 360-some. And it's only increased from there. So the Eagles really have rebounded from when I was a child. And that's great to see. The robin in their apple tree, you know, until I see more, like if I see a robin up here, I want to see another robin within a day or two before I'm going to say, oh, the robins have returned. Because there's always one or two grizzled males that sort of hang around for the winter. So I I wouldn't put a lot of stock in that. I don't think that that's a migrating robins yet, but we will see. And when they start reporting lots of robins, I will turn my attention to watching for robins here. Uh, in 2012, which was my earliest spring on record, I had my first robin on March 6th. I wouldn't be surprised if they hap- if it happens again this year. We'll see. Our next report comes from the Phenology Club at Oak Grove Elementary School in Bloomington. This is Lindsay, Carly, and Layla reporting from Oak Grove Elementary School in Bloomington. This week's weather has been snowy with a high of 43 degrees today. We had lots of snow, but it's hard and melting. With our animal observations, we noticed deer, dog, rabbit for tracks. With our plant observations, we noticed a growth we will explore next week. We were wondering if another animal invaded the bird nest. That's all for today. Stay tuned for the next OGE Phenology Club Nature episode. Adios! Adios. Uh, the, the question at the end about the bird's nest. There is, uh, they, ha- they found a bird's nest with lots of like snakeskin and plastic in the construction And we've been speculating over who might have built such a nest. It's down low, so it doesn't really strike us as being maybe the great crested flycatcher who has a habit of putting snakeskins in its nest. But uh, we have looked at the nest. It's filled with chewed up acorns, which makes me think there's probably some kind of a rodent living in the nest at present because uh, birds certainly wouldn't have the ability to chew up an acorn. They could hammer their way in with their beak, but they're not going to chew them up the way these things are. So we'll keep you informed. Our next report comes from a new addition to our phenology in the classroom, Chad Cadet's class at the Little Falls Middle School. I want to say first before we get to Chad's reports that Chad has been doing phenology in the classroom for many, many years. And uh, we recently got in contact with one another and have invited him and his class to participate. I'm excited to hear what they have to report from Little Falls. This is Madeline and Grace reporting from Mr. Katz's class in Little Falls Middle School. This is our phonology report for the week of February 24th. This week was another in a long winter of above average temperatures. Some of our observations this week were a definite increase in skunk sightings, probably waking from their slumber and searching for food due to the warm weather. We had a mosquito sighting in a classmate's house. Our best guess is that it was hibernating in some firewood that was brought inside. We have really noticed the red osier dogwood and willows with their bright red branches, which is usually our first of many first signs of spring. The gray squirrels are doing a lot of chasing in our yards, which indicates that the first round of mating season has begun. We did get a report of a pair of bluebirds in Mora. We are curious about what they would be feeding on. 
Mr. Caddis observed a bald eagle swooping down and grabbing two hands full of hay from a large round bale, probably nest building. Our biggest question of this week is what impact will this winter weather have on our hibernators? This is our report for this week. Until next week, keep exploring, keep discovering, and keep connecting with the great outdoors. Wow, what a nice report. You can tell that uh, they're they're being led by somebody who understands phenology very well. Uh, notes about skunks getting out and moving around, above average temperatures, of course, uh, a mosquito. And they they speculate that it may have come from, uh, from a hibernating... Uh, spot in some firewood that got brought indoors and of course the red osier dogwood and the willows they are absolutely stunning right now pretty hard to miss if you're out there making way in the in the countryside bluebirds that's uh they're they're a migrator and they're a kind of an early migrator typically they arrive just about the same time as the robins and eagles picking up talons full of grass that's a that's a sure sign that there's a nest getting lined somewhere. That's kind of like the last thing they do before they start laying eggs. Our next report comes from Painesville Elementary's visit to the Long Lake Conservation Center. This is Nolan and Louise from Painesville Elementary School. During our outdoor school trip to Long Lake Conservation Center, February 21st through the 23rd, the low temperature was 16 degrees Fahrenheit and the high temperature was 50 degrees. What is left of the snow is very patchy. The ice is getting darker but was still 7 inches thick. Our group found some cranberries in the baby bog around the shore of the lake, Long Lake. Some of us even tasted them. There were some small sprouts of green popping up in the woods and we saw chipmunks running around. The Long Lake staff says it's the first time the chipmunks have been seen on campus since November 19th. Though there are reports of ticks emerging a bit to the south, we are happy to say that we did not see any. On our hikes, we found a deer skull and saw lots of deer tracks in the mud. We also found what we think is wolf scat. A porcupine was observed near the outhouse a long way from campus, and naturalist Beth told us that she smelled a skunk on campus during an evening hike. Common red poles found the feeders along with chickadees, nuthatches, hairy, downy, and pileated woodpeckers, and blue jays. We heard woodpeckers drumming. There is a juvenile red-headed woodpecker around and a group of turkeys were on campus on Wednesday, including a Tom in Strut. The maple sap is flowing and it tasted sweet. It was a great week in nature and we want to remind everyone to unplug, get outside, and live connected. Yeah, live connected indeed. Seven inches of ice on Long Lake down there. Boy, it just, it hasn't been a winter for ice. Uh, 13 inches uh, in... Shingabee Lake, and it's just not a good year for for thick ice. This would not be the year to take your truck out on the ice if you uh, if you value your truck and don't want to incur a pretty hefty uh, expense getting yeah. your truck brought back to the surface. I drove by Malax Lake this weekend. Plenty of vehicles out on Malax. Really? It's like, what are we doing? Yeah. I don't know. It must. I. I. It must be safe. It, I mean, it, enough. Well, Maybe. you see somebody go out there, and there they they're they're like, well, safe enough for me. Yeah, and, several congregated together, not uh, too far from shore. There, you know, on one sixty nine, as you're coming into Garrison, just I would not park my truck on a lake. Uh, I wouldn't park my truck anywhere near another truck on a lake. <laughs> I just 
That, that's uh, that's inviting an opportunity to find out just how expensive it is to hire a diver and get a wrecker and some cable and yeah it's and they don't let you just leave it there you can't <laughs> just go oh here's the title <laughs> you can have the truck <laughs> that's not how that works it's time to turn back to our uh, student phenology reports we're going to start with a with a report from uh, Colin Cody's class at West Rapids Elementary School in Grand Rapids. Funding for student phenology is provided in part by the Minnesota Environment and Natural Resources Trust Fund. Phenology talkbacks are produced by our phenology coordinator, Charlie Mitchell. Hello, my name is Oscar. This is our phenology report from Mr. Cody's fourth grade class in West Elementary. It was really sunny and warm, just right for a walk. To start the walk, we found Fox Gap with a bunch of rabbit hair. There was green sedge on the edge, acorns scattered all over the place, chickadees were heard along the way. There was mountain maple as well. There was speckled alder, giant pileated woodpecker holes, to wrap it all up, there was rabbit for five feet up in a tree. All for now, Oscar. Thank you, Oscar. Good job. That was a great day for a walk. We enjoyed ourselves very much. We picked through the fox scat and uh, determined that it was uh, dining on a lot of small mammals. There was a lot of short gray hair in it. And we talked about how canines when they eat things like deer or or small mouses mice even uh their their gut wraps the bones in the fur and that kind of helps the passage so that it doesn't uh scrape and scar their intestines on its way out if you can imagine a nice little bone chip working its way through it could be quite painful our next report comes from nathan linder's fifth grade class at Cohasset Elementary School. Hello, I'm Adley. And Riley and Mr. Linder's fifth grade science classroom in Cohasset Elementary School. We have made a lot of observations over the past week. As a class, we did a really cool activity of estimating the height of a tree by using a ruler and the height of students. We stood away from the tree holding out a ruler until it was the length of the tree. Then we measured the, our partner's height in inches that was standing next to the tree. We found that our data has some outler numbers, which means they did not fit with the other numbers. We had some accurate estimations for some of the trees and some estimations that did not seem correct. This activity was great as we got to use our skills in math and in data analysis. Our branches have not made much progress last week. Mr. Vladimir said it could not be that all that stored energy used up. We will continue to monitor the progress. We will still be experiencing really warm weather for time of the season, so we are going to start on our ice and data this week. We are recorded the high and low temperature and the average temperature for the day. We are looking forward to another week of observations. Thank you for listening. Like Like Mr. Latimer always says, onward and awkward. (laughs) We did have a nice experiment with the the tree height. You... uh, you, you measure a student, uh, and you put that student at the base of the tree, and then you hold a ruler, a 12-inch ruler up, and you back up until 
the ruler, the zero mark on the ruler is at the base of the tree and the 12 inch mark on the ruler is at the top of the tree. And then you measure the height of the student. And uh, if it's like two inches and the student is uh, five feet tall, uh, you can take that math and turn it into uh, the height of the tree. And we we did come pretty close with a lot of those trees. I was uh, I was pretty impressed. And as the kid said, there were some outliers. There were some that were so far afield, either one either way high or way low, that uh, we just assumed that there was some error in the data gathering. So, but it was a, all in all a pretty interesting experiment. Our next report comes from Tammy Warner's class at Trek North High School in Bemidji. Hello from Trek North High School in Bemidji, Minnesota. I'm Maya. And I'm Isabel, and we're going to share what we did in nature with our staff class last week. We have been on our observation skills. When we walked last Thursday, we wrote these sentences for our signs of spring. We saw multiple dog tracks. Green stuff thawing out, birds chirping in small bursts. Birch tree barks were turning more white. The branches were shorter from winter, but starting to grow out again. There was a lot of mud and leaves. New small green leaves finding their way out of the old brown branches. Sun was shining on the beautiful golden grass. On the walk, we were also able to observe the trees seeing life once again. Particular observations were burgundy-tipped aspen graced by veils on thin ice along while seeing Puddles telling us the snow has been thawing out. Nice report. Thank you very much. I I love the uh, the intensity of of the colors that are coming out, and the kids are tuned into that as well. It's uh, it's a great time of year to be out and watching for the changes that are coming our way as we move closer and closer to spring. Our final audio report this morning comes from Andrew Pearson's class at Lake of the Woods School in Bedette. This is Parker with the phonology report from Bedette for February 16th through 22nd. Aurora reports seeing and smelling a skunk roaming near her house this week. Elijah still seeing many chickadees and hearing their spring songs. Finally, multiple students are seeing deer out and about none with antlers could it be a deer shed hunting season yeah it could be a deer shed hunting season go out and look for those antlers they are falling off i think um i had one report last week of a deer still sporting some antlers this is uh this is the time of year when typically they are getting them off. I mean, most of them have dropped their antlers by now, but there are still a few that uh, continue to uh, to hold on to their antlers well into spring. My latest date for a deer seen sporting antlers was April 8th, and uh, that's kind of uh, way out at the far end. I don't think beyond uh, the first part of April you'll see too many deer still sporting antlers. We got a report from Judd Brink. Judd is a tour guide at the Sac Zimbog. He says, when you think of visiting Sac Zimbog in February, one would expect deep snow, ice-covered roads, and multiple layers of clothing and gear to keep warm when looking for birds in the bog. 
Well, you could almost explore the boardwalks in sandals and a sweater this winter. It's been a very mild season and the warmest winter with the least amount of snow in the 12 years I have been guiding. Birding the bog this week includes these feathered friends, Canada jays starting to gather nest material, red and white-breasted nuthatches, black-capped and boreal chickadees, black-billed magpies, bald eagles, rough-legged hawks, northern harrier, pine and evening grosbeaks, trumpeter swan, great gray owl, snowy owl, northern hawk owl, barred owl, great horned owl, black-backed woodpecker, northern shrike, common hoary, Common and hoary red poles, purple finch, pine siskins, American goldfinch, common ravens, and snow buntings. My goodness, with uh, with that many birds out there in the Sac-Zimbog, obviously it would be a great time of year to get over there and check it out. We conclude today's reports with some observations from the KAXE-KBXE Season Watch Facebook group in the past week. Members have reported seeing a Compton's tortoiseshell butterfly in northern Cass County, a flock of red-winged blackbirds in west-central Minnesota, and sandhill cranes along the Mississippi in Minneska, Minnesota. So, uh, some things to consider and some things to look for. Red-winged blackbirds, that's usually a good sign of spring. And a flock of them, you know that it's not just some random red-winged blackbird that showed up. It's probably something more like migration. Those are our reports. As always, if you have uh, an observation you'd like to share, by all means, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us. Our text number is 218-326-1234. You can contact us at comments at kaxe.org. Or you can contact me personally at J Latimer, J L A T I M E R, at kaxe.org.